Awesome. Is this mic on? Yeah, there we go. How is everybody this morning? Are we good? God's good, hey? Can feel his presence in the house. Welcome to any first-time visitors as well. It's good to have you uh, here. Welcome to our online viewers as well. It's good uh, that you could join us. Why don't you say hi in the comments? Um, I'm just going to pray to kick off. Is that okay? Why don't you put your hands in the air? We're going to pray and commit this service to God. We've got people down the back there as well. Lord, I just thank you for who you are, Father God. I thank you that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords and the Prince of peace, Lord. We thank you for your presence in the house right now. We thank you that we can come into this place and gather uh, to lift up your mighty name. We thank you for the word that you've given us for this year over this church and over every individual, Lord God. And we just pray... um, that you'd guide my words as, as it's released today, Father God. I pray you prepare our hearts, Lord God, um, that it would fall on good soil, Lord, and produce a hundredfold, uh, sixtyfold, thirtyfold, whatever fold you want to do, God, because you're the boss <laughs> in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Fantastic. Well, it's incredible to be in church as always, particularly on Vision Sunday as we do release the word corporately, but individually as well. I'm really, really believing that God's going to move powerfully uh, in your life for the year 2023. Do you believe it? Yes. 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 Amen. So last year, the word over our church uh, was that we're stepping into a year of expansion. Who remembers that? It seems so long ago. Uh, So basically, we're expanding the vision for our lives. We're expanding uh, our love for people, expanding our giving, uh, uh, expanding... Um, our thoughts, like breaking small thinking, basically, Um, expanding our hearts. Uh, We talked about it not being a year to shrink back, that we weren't in a holding pattern, and we still aren't. We're not in a holding pattern. We talked about um, consistency bringing expansion, layer upon layer, precept upon precept. And Pastor Jacob uh, released the word uh, last Sunday on Vision Sunday, and um, he spoke on three points. If we can take that off behind me for now, that'll be good. So Pastor Jacob spoke on three points, and he spoke on uh, point number one, that we uh, are in a greenhouse and not a prison in case you didn't know. Uh, but basically, allowing, like knowing that you are where you're meant to be. You are where you are meant to be. And sometimes we uh, think perhaps God is punishing us or, um, or because he's not promoting us or pushing us forward or taking us where he wants us to be, instead of it's allowing him to do a work in us. He cares more about him doing a work in us. And so it's just being okay with where we're at. That, you, that you're not in a prison. Yes, we want to be, uh, be up ahead, but allowing, being okay with where you're at and allowing God to work in and through you. And so he encouraged us to just surrender. Surrender and just be and allow God to do a work. Point number two was dream big but smart, start small. Dream big but start small. So being faithful in the little things. You know we can't skip process. You cannot skip process. It's being faithful in the little things. And God is really big on this, that we're faithful in the little things. He calls us to be faithful in the little things. We can't skip over that. Because you know why? He'll just bring us back around again. Here we go again, right at the start, until we get it and we keep going around. I mean, he let them, uh, the Israelites go around how many years? 40 years. Yeah? Point number three, um, Pastor Jacob spoke about unlocking your unlimited potential. 
And he talked about us being created in the image of God, which means our potential in him is unlimited. And so putting our faith in that, expanding our faith, stretching our faith, stepping into that. And, um, uh, you know, my prayer ever since I got saved was, God, I just want to reach my full potential in you. Such a simple prayer, but such a good prayer to pray. God, I just want to reach my full potential in you. And so Pastor Jacob encouraged us last year that that potential is unlimited because we are created in the image of God. And so as a church, uh, last year we saw um, a year of expansion. So we signed a contract on our building in Nerebup, uh, which was pretty awesome. We uh, received approval from the council uh, for our building in Nerebup, which was pretty awesome. Are you guys excited? <laughs> yeah? Uh, and we saw people, we saw salvations, we've seen baptisms, we've seen people joining groups, starting their giving journey, which translates as tithing. Uh, we've seen people uh, start new on teams. We had two people today, uh, Angela, she's going to kill me for singling her out, but up here on team for the first time, uh, stepping into her destiny and Stuart on the door as well. So it's just exciting to see. Um, God is good. And in a sense, we've held our ground from COVID. We really have held our ground from COVID and began to rebuild and expand forward. And we've seen growth from our board to our kids' ministry. Uh, it's amazing what God's doing in our kids' ministry at the moment. We're seeing salvations and just kids growing spiritually. And we've seen that growth um, right into today, 2023. And I know for me personally uh, that God has expanded uh, in my life by both internally and externally. He has in the year of 2022 and, um, and we've seen growth within our family and as we've seen the word for last year, a year of expansion outworked in our lives as a family. And so I'm so grateful for the year that's been, grateful for the year that has been, whatever that may look like for you, there's always something to be grateful for. You know, it's easy sometimes to think of it's the negative that comes up super quick, but if we stop and think, there's so many things to be grateful for. And so our vision at Everyday Church, in a nutshell, can be captured in three words, and it's built on three steps. And basically, that is connect, grow, and make a difference. Connect, grow, make a difference. And so Jesus said, and basically it is simply our answer to the Great Commission. That's all it is. It's our answer to the Great Commission. And in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, it says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Who loves that bit? <laughs> Surely. Uh, he goes and tells us to do this big, massive job. Like, seriously, could you not put it in bite-sized pieces? But at least he tells us he's going to be with us. Amen? Uh, Surely I'll be with you to the very end of age. Now, I've got some slides here. So, step one, connect. So, we are uh, committed to seeing here at Everyday Church people connect with God through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and his people because his people is important. And so we do all we can to make our Sunday services as welcoming as possible so that people can encounter Jesus. And so not just believers, but particularly those that have not yet entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now we understand being a Christian, it's not all about the Sunday service, we get that, but it's a great starting point. Amen? 
Amen. Step two, grow. Ethan's moving with me. Praise Jesus. Step two, we know that God wants us to grow and we grow best through relationships. And so our growth groups um, are a place that we provide. It's a smaller setting where you can come together with a group um, of other like-minded people and you can begin to dive deeper into God's word and you can begin to um, develop relationships, growing in Jesus and growing with one another. And step three, make a difference. So we were all created by God on purpose for a purpose. Do you believe that? You have to believe it, right? We're all created by God on purpose, for a purpose. We've all been given different gifts and talents. Don't disqualify yourself right now. I used to disqualify myself all the time for about 10 years, in fact. Not me, everyone else but me. No, you have been given certain talents and certain gifts put on this earth for a reason to make a difference in the lives of others. And we're so big on that here at Everyday Church. And so we provide opportunity to join team, to begin to start to serve on team within your local church because we believe that's where it starts. But it doesn't stop there. It's beyond these walls and into the community and, God willing, around the world. Amen? Amen. And so for the year of 2023, we're continuing on with this vision. Same God. Same vision, nothing changes there. We keep answering the great commission that Jesus gave us. And he gave it not just to us pastors and leaders, he gave it to every single person to go and make disciples, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's for every single person. So all of you guys sitting in your seats and those listening online, that's for all of us. And so it's the great commission. So that's our Uh, answer to the Great Commission and so I'm incredibly humbled and privileged to be a part of it and that we get to do it together and so basically that's how we uh, have put that together here at Everyday Church. Now for those of you that don't know about four years ago myself and Jacob did a bit of a role swap and so um, I stepped into the lead senior pastor position here at Everyday Church and Jacob stepped off the staff position at Everyday Church. Now, though he still pastors with me, he actually works in the city uh, with Uniting WA and he runs a homeless centre in the city and does an incredible job there. We actually have a couple of staff members here today, um, here from there, and they do amazing work in the city. And so since I started that role, I've had a to-do list in my phone. I tell you what, it's not gotten any shorter. (laughs) It just keeps getting longer and longer. Whenever I delete something, it's the best feeling ever. But anyway, at the top of my to-do list, I've had this particular scripture that I believe that God gave me when I first stepped into this role. And, And I really believe that God has highlighted this particular piece of scripture for this year, for our church, for 2023. And we'll find it in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2. It says this, Clear lots of ground for your tents. You got a tent? (laughs) Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. So that's been sitting at the top of my to-do list 
for about four years and again I believe God has highlighted this piece of scripture for you and for me and for this church for the year 2023. Now just to put this scripture in context, Isaiah the prophet was prophesying to the nation of Israel and he was letting them know what they could expect in their future. So what he was saying, he was saying no more doom and gloom, that it wasn't about judgment and correction anymore, no more judgment and correction that a Messiah was coming and that future blessings were coming. That's what he was saying to the nation of Israel, that they could expect growth, that they could expect fruitfulness and that they could expect miracles. So he was prophesying this to the nation of Israel, that they could expect things to turn around. This is what he was saying to them, putting the scripture in context. And because of this, he was saying to them, get ready, get ready, prepare. And he began to encourage them. This scripture is is a scripture of encouragement. He began to cast vision. This scripture is a scripture of casting vision. He was saying, no more of what you've seen in the past. This is where we're headed and this is what we're doing. In fact, if you put this scripture in even more context, Isaiah was using the analogy of a woman that couldn't have children. If we back up a verse into verse 1, it says this, Sing, barren woman who has never had a baby, Fill the air with song. You who've never experienced childbirth, you'll end up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. So God was saying to the people, just as the barren woman will bear children, the nation of Israel will be fruitful. Even though you may not see it right now, even though you may not see it right now, begin to sing, begin to pray, Begin to praise, prepare, get ready, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the past, no matter what the facts, no matter what it looks like right now, no matter what it looks like right now, be expectant. Be expectant. This scripture speaks of expectancy, to be expectant because future miracles are coming. Think big. We read that. Think big. Make decisions according to future miracles. That's hard to do sometimes. A lot of the time we make decisions according to the facts and circumstances and and our feelings. But this scripture is saying make decisions according to future miracles. Make decisions according to future miracles. Clear the ground, spread out, use plenty of rope, drive those tent pegs deep. It's a scripture of expectancy. You're not going to be embarrassed. No one likes being embarrassed. I didn't get up and speak for about 10 years because I didn't want to be embarrassed. And then God wouldn't get off my case, so I just had to get up and do it anyway. Do it afraid, they say. Don't hold back. Do not be afraid. You know, Elijah, the prophet, was expectant. Elijah the prophet, there was a great drought in the land. It hadn't rained for about three and a half years. And God said to Elijah that he would send rain if he presented himself to Ahab the king. Now Ahab the king uh, had turned from God, the God we know, and had begun to serve other gods. And so uh, Elijah confronted him and, and they had this epic battle on Mount Carmel and uh, to prove who really was the one and true God. And if you've read the story, we're not really going to go into it. You should read it. It's in 1 Kings chapter 18. It's pretty funny. Uh, but of course our God won. 
okay? Our God won. Uh, when, when Ahab called on his gods, they, they didn't appear. Just silence, nothing. Like, they just didn't come. And Elijah was like, just got stuck into him, like teasing him, ribbing him a bit, if you know the story. Um, but when Elijah called on our God, on the God, the one true God, the Lord God Almighty, he came down like fire and he burnt everything up. And so Elijah won the battle, proving that God was God. But instead of Elijah then, once that was finished, instead of him calling it a day, Elijah was expecting rain because that's what God had said. God had said so. God said, if you present yourself to Ahab the king, rain will come. And so Elijah was like, God said, so I'm going to not go to bed now because it's been such a big battle and I'm tired. He's like, I'm expecting rain. And so Elijah begins to pray. He begins to pray and he says to his servant in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 43, he says this, Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. The seventh time the servant reported, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Seven times Elijah sent his servant to check for rain. Elijah didn't go based on what he could see. He didn't go based on the report that was coming back to him. He didn't go based on what had always been. No rain, three and a half years, same, same, nothing ever changes. Don't expect much because then you'll be disappointed, no rain again. No. Elijah didn't go based on any of that. Elijah was expectant. He made decisions based on future, on a future miracle. He prayed with expectancy. He prayed based on a promise. He prayed based on the word of God. Why? Because God says so. Because God says so. Because God said so. The word of God. And he didn't stop praying. He kept sending his servant. Seven times he sent him. I mean, I would maybe after the second time, gee, God, you know, I'm tired. I've just done this epic battle on Mount Carmel. I'm off to bed, mate. I need some sleep. Not Elijah. Not Elijah. Seven times. Seven times. And the report that came back, though, it wasn't even rain, was it? It wasn't even rain. It was, I see a cloud as small as a man's hand rising from the sea. That is what you call a glimmer of hope, isn't it? A glimmer of hope. You know, Jesus Christ is hope. He's our hope. We sung it this morning, living hope. He's our living hope. And you know what? That was good enough for Elijah. That was good enough for Elijah because in verse 44, he said... Go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. <laughs> he knew it was coming. Elijah was expectant. Rain was coming. Elijah had faith. Why? Again, because God says so. And you know, faith is not ignoring what is happening. Faith is not sticking our heads in the sand. That's not faith. You know, the best leaders in the world face the facts and sometimes they're brutal facts. They are brutal. But they never lose faith in the end game. They know that all things will turn around for good in the end. Why? Because God says so. 
because God says so. And God says in Isaiah 54, verse 2, clear lots of ground for your tents, make your tents large, spread out, use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep, you're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. Church, God has called us to the nations. We are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. A city on the hill that cannot be hidden. Those that have been scattered and lost and that are looking for a home, that are wandering around out there in the wilderness, God's going to bring them home into this place. Home. A spiritual home. He's told me that. Those that are scattered and lost, looking for a place, and they need a home, he's going to bring them to this place. And we're going to be here with welcoming arms to help make disciples. Amen. Zechariah. Chapter 8, verse 6 says this, This is what the Lord of heaven's army says, All this may seem impossible to you now, a small remnant of God's people, but is it impossible for me, says the Lord of heaven's armies. This is verse 7, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says, You can be sure that I'll rescue my people from the east and from the west, and I'll bring them home again to live safely in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I'll be faithful and just toward them as their God. He loves his people and he wants his kids to come home. He wants his kids to come home. Verse 12, for I'm planting seeds of peace and prosperity among you. The grapevines will be heavy with fruit. The earth will produce its crops and the heavens will release the dew. Once more, I will cause the remnant in Judah and Israel to inherit these blessings. And I really believe that the word over our church for the year of 2023 is that this year is a year of expectation. A year of expectation. And just as God was calling the nation of Israel to be expectant, to think big, to get ready, to prepare, to sing, to praise, he's asking us to do the same. He's asking us to do the same. He's saying, lift our eyes. Lift our eyes. Lift our eyes and be expectant for all he has coming our way and your way personally. We may only see a cloud the size of a man's hand or perhaps you don't see anything right now. I don't know. Or maybe you'd have a glimmer of hope, maybe you don't. But God is saying that there is always hope, that Jesus Christ is the living hope. And if you lift your eyes up off your circumstances, off the facts, off the evidence, off whatever it is that you like, looking down at yourself and up to where he is to see the bigger plan, to see where he wants to take you, to see where he wants to take us. Lift our faith. Year of expectation. He wants to do it, but he needs us to lift, to rise, to increase our faith, to begin to look up. God, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What are you saying? How are you saying it? Where do you want me? Where's my faith? He's saying, use plenty of rope, stretch out, clear the ground, 
think big because future miracles are coming. What does that even mean? It means salvations. It means discipleship. It means healing. It means marriages restored. It means mental health restored. It means addictions broken. It means family members coming to know the Lord. It means restoration. It means reconciliation. It means forgiveness. It means unity. Future miracles. These are the things that God has for you and for me and for this church. But he's saying that this year is a year of expectation. We need to be expecting it. Amen? A year of expectation. He is calling us to live with expectation. Expect, to expect him to move powerfully. To expect him to answer bold prayers. Who prays bold prayers? I've been praying some pretty bold ones lately. But expecting him to answer them. Expecting him to meet needs. Expecting him to perform miracles. God is able to do more than we ask or imagine. And he wants to partner with us and our faith with a heart of expectation. And the band can come if they don't mind. The question is, is what does it mean for you personally? For, for you personally, what does this mean? It means because God says so, you can dream again. Because God says so, you can dream again. You can prepare again. You can get ready again. You can think big again. You can dig deep again. You can trust again. You can step out again. You may in the past have been perhaps hurt, perhaps disappointed, perhaps felt like God didn't come through when you've dreamt big, when you've stepped out, when you've believed with everything that you had and you felt as if God didn't come through. Perhaps you went down a wrong path. Perhaps things didn't go how you thought they might have went. And now you're in this place and you think a year of expectation, been there, done that. Ain't doing it again. That's not what God's saying. I don't care if you've been there, done that. God's saying this is what we're doing. He's saying you can trust me. He's saying, I got you. And he's saying, we're going to do this together. That you can believe again. That you can trust again. That you can step out again. That you can think big again. The scripture was, don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You won't be embarrassed. He's got you. Elijah was facing a significant drought, yet seven times he sent his servant to check. <laughs> seven times. And God is saying to you, will you open up your heart again and be expectant? Expectant for all that he wants to do in your life personally. He's saying to you this morning, would you trust me? You know, the future miracle that Isaiah the prophet was talking about was actually Jesus Christ. That one day that he would come to this earth, that he would die on a cross, that he'd take his sins upon us and that he'd be resurrected, saving you and me. That's who 
he was talking about Isaiah the prophet. He was talking about Jesus Christ. And we have to start there. We have to start with accepting Jesus Christ. That's our starting point. And we go from there. So I just want to give anybody an opportunity right now, if you've never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, in Acts 4.12 it says this, Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. How awesome is that? And so you might be here this morning or online and perhaps you've, uh, you've known God before but you've walked away and today you can make a recommitment. Or perhaps you've never entered into a personal relationship with God but it has to start there because Jesus is our living hope. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to pray a prayer together. And if you've never prayed this prayer or if you want to take this step, this first step in your journey. We're going to pray as a church. And if you just pray after me. God, I thank you that you died on a cross and rose again. I ask that you forgive my sins, wash me clean, and today I choose to live for you. Amen. With every head still bowed, and every eye closed. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, or if you made a recommitment this morning, if you just slip your hand up in the air, just so I can see it, because I'd love to pray with you and for you. See that hand. I see that hand at the back there, and I see that hand. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just a few more moments. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you made a recommitment this morning, Thank you, Jesus. Congratulations on those that prayed that prayer. The angels are celebrating in heaven today. <laughs> well, what we're going to do now is we're all going to stand to our feet if that's okay. And Pastor Jacob is going to come and he's going to pray over us this morning. So if you stand to your feet, and we're just going to release this word, a year of expectation over us this morning. Amen. I don't know about you, but that, you know, when you're sitting there and you think that message was just for you, I wonder if that message was just for me, because uh, God's good, hey? You know, there's a passage in the Bible where Jesus says here, he says, I tell you the truth, if you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, nothing would be impossible. Elijah had a cloud the size of a man's hand. Jesus is saying, even if you've got, all you've got is a seed, a mustard seed. That's enough. And for us, some of us, it's that sense of something inside where you know God made you for more. You know God put significant things in your heart for you to do. You know that God promised you children. You know that God promised you a husband or a wife. You know he promised you that your life would truly make a difference. 
in the lives of others. And like Mel was saying, maybe you've tried and tried and tried again and hope is gone. If you're anything like me, before I came to Christ, I had conditioned myself to never expect good things. The disappointment was too much. But I really believe that that was a prophetic word that Melissa just gave us. She was speaking from heaven. And I really, truly believe that God is calling us to dream again. Calling us to pray those bold prayers again. Calling us to believe again. I don't believe there is one person here by mistake. You might be saying, well, I only came because my friend dragged me along or I only came because my kids were nagging me to come or I only came because it's just the way it worked out with my roster. But I don't think there's one person here that's here by mistake. I don't think there's one person that's watching or listening online that is hearing this by mistake. God has got you right here, right now to hear that message. God has got you here right right now because He wants to reignite. He wants to reignite the dream He put in your heart. You can hear some people saying, God, just leave me alone. What I have now is fine. It's good enough. I can't handle being disappointed again. I can't handle it, God. But the instruction of the King of Kings, God of the universe, is saying, get up again. Almost like Elijah sending his servant up the mountain again. Go up again. The scripture is so clear. It said you will not be embarrassed. It won't let you be put to shame. That dream God put in your heart, that instruction, that thing, that is the Word of God. That is a cloud the size of a man's hand. That is a mustard seed. That is holds the power of the universe that seed is enough to transform everything that seed is enough to speak to a mountain and command it to be moved god is saying i'm not done with you yet i'm not done holy spirit sweep through this place right now Even as I'm speaking, that that seed is coming to light. That that word God spoke to you. Some of you, it was so long ago and you've buried it so deep. It's just coming to the surface now. That is a cloud coming from the ocean. Church, 
You've got a decision to make right now. Will you expect? Will you expect? Will you change gears from neutral and move it into expectation? And move it into a a mindset that says, okay, God, I believe. Now, this is the prayer that I want you to pray. What now, God? What now? That's all. This is truly the year of expectation for everyday church. This is truly the year of expectation for you. God has got amazing things in your future if you will take hold of them. I can hear some people saying, it's just a positive talk up. I don't believe that anything amazing is going to happen to me this year. Well, you're right. This is a promise for believers. You need to change gears. You need to change gears to believe, to expect. Holy Spirit, I pray for a grace to fall on this congregation, Lord God, that will enable us to believe, Lord. Will enable us to let go of the fear and let go of the disappointment. Enable us just to let go of all of the the hurt, Lord. And to take that leap of faith and say, what now? Before I finish here, I need to tell you that God is a good God. He's a faithful God. The Bible calls Him a loving Father. He loves you more than you can understand. He is generous beyond what you can comprehend. His, his resources are so, beyond, so far beyond anything you can even start to, start to grasp. And that is the God who is calling you into more. We're going to worship. The, the band's going to lead us in a song. But what we're going to do while we're singing and while we're worshiping is we're going to, God's just going to start to heal hearts. Is that that place, those broken places, the wounds just from so much disappointment. I just really believe that God is just going to fill those places. Just the healing waters are going to flow as we worship. He's going to fill those places. He's going to fill those places. Healing is going to come.